there, you are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Welcome back to another episode of Integrated Wellness Radio. Uh, So this month, we're really diving into uh, a topic that unfortunately is affecting so many different people, and it's really elaborating a little bit further on pain. And we wanted to talk about this because we do find that when people are dealing with what they assume to be physical pain that is affecting their activities of daily living, that that it's super linear. It's going to be, well, I had an old injury or I slept wrong. I have a bad pillow. My mattress is too soft or whatever the case may be. And we find that the way that we look at pain is just very, very one dimensional. And we want to elaborate further. And we're going to do a part one and part two, because when it comes to pain, there's everything from Pain that can stem from stress and emotional things that we're dealing with or holding on to, but then there's this other avenue of different types of stressors when it comes to infections, lymph nodes, more immune system problems that can also really affect our pain patterns. And then there's also a neurological component there. So in part one, we really want to focus a little bit more on the way that we deal with stress and how that can actually physically manifest. And Dr. Nick is definitely going to dive more into some of the really amazing things that he sees um, utilizing his method called the Demartini method. I shouldn't say his method, but it's Demartini is the one who created it. But it's something that he uses as a tool in our practice. And it's very, very fascinating when you're able to see the different things that people are either dealing with or holding on to and how it can actually manifest physically. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I always say it's like our biggest um, disservice that surrounds pain is uh, our relationship with it. And Mm -hmm. it's our relationship because this, I mean, it's it's not anybody's fault, um, but it's we've been taught, like you said, very linear uh, relationship with pain. It's like if you have a knee pain. It's a knee problem. If mm-hmm. you have a headache, it's a problem in the head, mm-hmm. um, which is honestly sometimes true and most of the times not uh, when it comes yeah. to actually the, the physical uh, causation of it. I think that's also why we do what we do now, because for those of you that know us from the beginning of our practice, which is almost nine years ago now, which is crazy to say, but we started out as doing chiropractic nutrition supplementation and we felt that that was being you know integrative but i know that wrong <laughs> <laughs> yes but i know for me um I was very frustrated because people were coming in saying, you know, fix my knee. And, you know, based off of my clinical experience, as well as my education, I knew that it wasn't always just the knee. But still looking at the body from a physical standpoint, as chiropractors, we were saying, okay, well, you know, your knee can be caused from your ankle or your foot or your hip, et cetera. And then we learned more and more and more 
And we truly started to move our practice into an integrative medicine um, layout. And we did that because then we started to realize that these different pains can be associated with infections. They could be associated with vascular issues. They could be associated with different emotional things. And I'm excited for you to kind of go into that because, you know, when we were talking just to even prepare for this, you know, one of the things you said is how, you know, when somebody's scared to take that next step, in their life, they can sometimes manifest pain in their lower extremities. So that could be a knee, it could be an ankle. So I want you to like take the show on that and be able to talk a little bit more about some of these patterns and some of these emotional ties to it, because it's it's literally just so fascinating with some of the things that we've seen, you know, throughout the duration of our clinical practice. Yeah. And like anything, like, stop me if I get too deep. Um, <laughs> the king of getting deep. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do in life. Um, but encompassing big picture, what, I, what I've kind of put together so far is that most physical problems um, don't have a physical cause. Um, it's either biochemical, it's emotional, it's mental. Um, it's something that's really not a physical problem that's finally ending up uh, stressing the physical body out, and then we experience pain, so we have our linear programming, and we think it's a physical problem. On the opposite of that, I also see very similar things, is that a lot of, whether it's depression, anxiety, anger, a lot of our uh, emotional perception um, issues aren't really a mental problem. It, it's more of the same thing. It's more of a chemical. It's more of a physical. Uh, it's all those other stresses that finally the mind can't deal with it anymore and then boom, now we're very uh, unstable, I guess you could call it, uh, emotionally. So, well, And I think one thing that you say a lot that really just resonates with me is that um, when we are dealing with a emotion, if that is depression especially, it is, it's a polarized view. And you say that primarily because usually there's balance in the scenario, the situation, you know, the bad relationship, but because of somewhat how our minds are programmed, but also how we've been programmed in society is we usually only see the bad. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult, especially when you're in that stress state to ever see the other side of how the person, the relationship, or the situation can actually be betting, benefiting you in some degree. 100%. And that polarized view makes us feel unlucky or makes us feel depressed or makes us feel angry. And that's always a really fascinating thing that I feel like I personally use as a tool is when I am feeling that you know, negative emotion, I always sit back and say, okay, what's the other side of this that I'm not seeing? Mm -hmm. Or what's the uh, potential lesson that I need to learn from the situation as well? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, that's, you're opening a rabbit hole for me to dive <laughs> deep down with that. I, I, I want to go, you know, just a little Okay, bit. we'll come back to just, it. I want to go just a little bit into it because mm -hmm. it could, you know, uh, I guess preframe some of the stuff we're going to go into, talk about how emotions can be held in physical uh, tissue. But it's like, it it is the concept of thinking that, you know, we are polarized. And polarization, um, not to get too deep in like the physics, but everything has energy. And it has a positive, like a battery, it has a positive side and a negative side. Mm -hmm. And 
every single cell has a polarity, a positive and a negative. The Earth has a North Pole and a South Pole. Mm-hmm. Literally everything has um, made up of energy has mm-hmm. that. And understanding that, that really all energy is balanced. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't have a negative polarity without having a positive polarity. It's impossible to have both. Well, I think that's the really cool thing is that this is not our opinion. Like the the seeing the positive and the negative in a situation, like it's physics. Like it's it's literally the way that there's always balance. So yeah. I think that's the really cool thing about it. Yeah. So it's like when you said like sometimes there's a, a good side, it's always there's a good side. Yeah. Um, it's just that sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. Most uh, of the time we don't. Most of the time we don't. <laughs> and it's not our fault. It's because our animalistic nature, um, as we've evolved through time, it's like seeing the negative has kept us alive. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very important it's a survival mechanism. Yeah, it's very important to to not judge yourself because that's how we're programmed. But now most of those programmings uh, aren't necessary. So we actually need to install a different program um, mentally for our systems to run because we're running on an outdated program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that new program is really uh, it's it's installed via exercise. So it's like you become. A marathon runner by starting out running a mile here, a mile there, increasing it, and then finally you get to a point where you can run a marathon. Because unless you, you're from New Jersey and you just do it, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> I'll keep those comments to another <laughs> podcast. Um, and now I lost where I was at. <laughs> but the other side, well, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. All right, before you get too deep, why don't you start giving us some of those examples of... of oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. okay, okay. So, <laughs> because this is necessary, because it's like you don't you don't just get to seeing the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to train yourself to it. Um, and it's an exercise to be able to increase that awareness. And as you do this routinely and look for, um, you know, if we have an example where we're noticing this negativity and then we're training ourselves to see the balance of it, that that balance and that awareness increases over time. So we become mm-hmm. more self-aware, more conscious, and we're not holding as much stress into our subconscious mind. Yeah. So it's becoming more balanced. Um, but until we do that, a lot of that stress gets stored in our physical body because mm-hmm. we're all busy. We have to go to the next part of our life, the next chapter. We got to take the kids here. We got to do something with the dogs. We got yeah. a job. We're like, we got to make food. Um, we got tons of responsibilities throughout life. So if we don't deal with it, it's not like it goes away. It's energy. Like yeah. Energy is not created or destroyed. It's just transferred. Yeah. So it's transferred to someplace, a storage bank, whether that's a knee, whether that's a hip, whether that's a low back, whether that's a neck, a mm-hmm. shoulder. Um, that imbalanced stress gets stored. And, and I just want to, like, make this disclaimer because for people that are just like, is this really real? Like, is this even possible? So I think just a, such a simple example be, that I hear very often is – how many people, when they get stressed, say, oh, my stomach really, you know, starts to bother me. Or I start to notice that I have, you know, more loose bowel movements when mm-hmm. I get stressed. Or, you know, all my stress, I really just, you know, feel right here in my gut. So... Oh, before every single football game growing up, I would always have diarrhea. I was just so stressed <laughs> out. Sorry, too much information. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> but I think that it's just, that's a really relatable thing for people. But obviously, their stomach is not hurting all the time. It's really just when they're at that peak for stress. Right. So, you know, when it comes to these other manifestations that are probably not on people's radar at all, mm-hmm. that's what we want to talk about. Probably, I mean, there's tons of stories, but probably my favorite one 
is uh, was a carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm-hmm. And like as chiropractors, uh, well, carpal tunnel, uh, we have pretty much like a sheath, like almost like a, you could think of like a tendon um, that wraps around your wrist. And depending on like poor typing form or whatever you're doing throughout the day, um, it can impinge on a nerve that creates really bad uh, pain and symptoms, lack of strength within the hand. And chiropractors know that, honestly, a lot of the problems here actually starts in the elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at the, the emotions behind it, uh, it's all like, you know, you're holding on to something so tight that you're, you're not allowing yourself to let go of. Mm-hmm. And understanding that, um, I had a newer patient come in. And her main complaint was carpal tunnel syndrome. She actually had carpal tunnel surgery um, where they cut the sheath and allow everything to open up so it's not impinging on the median nerve and um, nothing worked uh, for her. And she still had a lot of scar tissue, not only from the surgery, but uh, inflammation and everything that the cause wasn't uh, dealt with. And it was literally the, the first appointment. And I tend not to get too deep usually um, on emotions because people, you know, especially if they're there for more of a physical problem um, and we haven't really stepped into helping them understand that there's more possibilities. Um, but she seemed, she was from Jersey and she's like, just get me better as quick as possible. I don't care what it is. So I just went right for it. And I was like working on her a little bit and kind of doing some trigger point spots, but more like a distraction um, as we were talking to her. And I was like, you know, a lot of times, um, this can just come up from holding on to something in your life. And uh, I don't know if anything comes to mind. And literally before I could even like take my eyes off of working on her forearm up to her eyes, she was crying. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had a family member that had just passed and she was holding on to uh, a lot of that emotions, quote unquote, being strong for the family. Um, And I helped her see, kind of gave her, just a quick, quote-unquote, mini demartini, um, understanding that all energy is balanced um, and that, honestly, the demartini method, one of the best things about it is uh, for grief. Um, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of grief cases that just demartini uh, himself alone has helped, but all the facilitators underneath him. Um, because when you understand grief, um, we're grieving not the loss of the person, we're grieving the loss of the traits that they were giving us. Yes. You know, whether they were giving us support or love, um, like if they were giving us protection. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we grieve. We don't grieve the loss of the actual physical human being. But when you understand that energy is not created or destroyed, it's just transferred. So a trait being energy, that trait was just transferred. It was transferred over to another friend, another family member, um, possibly even a pet sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And helping her see that just quick awareness that what she thought was lost really wasn't there. And she had everything that she thought was lost. Literally, I could feel as I'm working on her form, everything just melted away. And I didn't even do any adjustments like on her ulnar or ra- uh, radius. Didn't even like just did a little bit of muscle work. And um, by the time I got done, it was just a quick 20-minute session. She goes, besides honestly not having any pain uh, in my hand, I feel like I just lost 20 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, so can I charge you your whole program for today? 
Um, but yeah, she, I mean, we continued because that's also the other side of it. It's like once you remove the cause mm -hmm. and there is tissue damage, yeah, you need to go in and physically help heal the tissue. But if you're working on the effect, you're always going to be working on the effect constantly until you actually resolve the cause. Yeah. So, I mean, that was probably one of my favorite stories. But, I mean, same thing for, like, plantar fasciitis when the fascia on the feet get really tight. Um, that's, like, a big part of, like, you're, you're not stable. Um, you're not grounded. There's Your foundation's not solid at all. So it's trying to become tight um, as possible to compensate for the looseness. Um, same thing with, like, knees and hips. Like, not stepping forward into that next chapter of your life. Like, why are you holding back? Where's the resistance? Um, mm -hmm. And understand the resistance, a lot of that comes from fear. So you're just figuring out where that fear is mm -hmm. and then breaking down the fear and seeing how it benefits you and it's a drawback and how going through all the, the balances so that you can resolve the cause. And then, yeah, the, the hip might be rotated. You know, the muscles might not be firing. The tibia, the knee could be rotated. The actual patella, the kneecap might not be uh, tracking properly, then then that's the time to really work on that, and you're going to get awesome effects, but it's also going to heal a lot quicker because you, you're not having that cause, that stress that's, like, fighting each other. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, like, you know, it, it's it's interesting always talking to other chiropractors because sometimes they give a shit um, because they're like, oh, you're you're not a chiropractor anymore, you're like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, and there's, like, if, if you all you want to do is practice structural work, like, that's fine, but... I, what I found, it, it just takes a little longer when you're only focusing on one system. So it's like either either you work with a team if you don't want to do those other things, like 100%, just stay in your zone of excellence. Like don't do something that you're not good at or that you're not passionate about. But at least uh, increase your awareness so you can understand that there's more to the story. And I think that's what drives us is that uh, having the blinders on and not actually acknowledging that there's so many different systems and that anything can cause stress to any other part of the body and any other system. Mm -hmm. That's what really the cause of pain comes from. Well, I think that's probably what excites me every day about being, you know, uh, an integrative practitioner is that I get to piece the puzzle together for people and have them truly understand, you know, why they potentially haven't gotten better at this point, um, what has been missing, like what has been the root cause all along, and also what is the more personalized approach for them. Because every single person's needs are very, very different, but it requires you to ask the right questions and to dig a little bit deeper and to maybe ask those uncomfortable questions. You know, we understand that talking about emotional layers is not very comfortable for people. I know that that was a part of my life that I didn't want to acknowledge for a really long time. And I was focusing on my body from a very um, physical and chemical standpoint. So I was constantly you know, making dietary tweaks and eliminating things out of my diet and taking a boatload of supplements and, you know, getting, um, you know, chiropractic and more physical work. And then when I kept hitting my plateaus was when I had to realize there was another layer here that maybe I wasn't thinking about on a day to day. I wasn't sitting there thinking about, you know, my past or different resentments that I was still holding, but they were still in there. 
and they were unresolved. And it was definitely a huge part of why I kept hitting my plateaus. So, you know, for those of you listening, it's not that this is 100% the the root to your pain, but it's something to consider. You know, some people are just very honest with themselves and like, yeah, I'm super stressed. And yeah, I still hate my dad. Or yeah, I still have a best friend that when we were eight years old that, you know, I still think she's a jerk for what she did to me. You know, these are like sounds so silly, but these are things that can stick with us in the long term. And that can really affect us. And, you know, who can who doesn't have some level of fear? You know, who doesn't fear something? And I know that we've had so many hurdles with fear, you know, as business owners and as entrepreneurs and also as being integrative physicians, because what we do is not common practice and it is different. It is outside of the box. And, you know, having different things that came up in our physical bodies that, you know, were, were us hitting the glass ceiling because of our fear. And it's just so fascinating when you're able to have the awareness. And I think that's like the most important thing is when you're dealing with this and if you're really resonating with what we're saying, this is not about, you know, you having to like, you know, go into therapy and you have to do all of these things to resolve your emotional issues and it's going to take forever. It's just the awareness I think is number one is, you know, oh, I have plantar fasciitis. Where do I feel really, you know, not um, foundationally secure? Like, what am I scared of? Like, you know, am I scared to take that first step to, you know, what I really want? And if you can at least like acknowledge that and bring that to your to your awareness, that's like step number one in, in the healing process Mm -hmm. and baby steps exactly and then obviously there's there's methods like something like the demartini method which if you really just kind of feel stuck and you feel like you can't do the healing on your own is being able to use that modality to you know take you to where you want to be with that technique there's facilitators all over the entire world yeah um, which so if you're in denmark or you're in australia like there's Mm going to be somebody uh relatively close to you yeah um you can find and but what what struck me is you know 100% is increasing the awareness that allows you to deal with uh, your pain, and it it's that's the change in the relationship with it. It's like we've all been programmed that our relationship that that pain is a bad thing, mm-hmm. and it's also understanding that pain is like that's a polarized view of pain. That pain's also beneficial, um, and when we understand that, that changes our relationship with it. So it's like we're not pissed off when we're experiencing pain. We're like oh, shit, this is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I'm experiencing some pain. This is actually going to – that. this pain is, has the ability to change my life for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being like, I got to deal with one more thing. It's like, it's like no, it's like new level, new devil. Um, we, we have a pain. Where is it coming from? How is this incongruent with our life? How can we make it congruent? How can we change our habits, our thoughts, our – are being um, to decrease that pain. And when we do, you know, mm-hmm. eventually another pain's going to come. Um, might not be physical. It could be, like you said, in business. It's like, um, depends on what category of life it's in. But it's always really just an opportunity uh, for us to get more alignment and serve ourselves better. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, I think what you're saying is just pain is a feedback mechanism. So, you know, when you're dealing with pain, it's not that you have to be like, oh, yay, I'm in pain. <laughs> but it's really just pain is there as um, a way for your body to raise a red flag to say there's something going on here. And sometimes there's going to be this emotional layer that maybe you're not um, dealing with or maybe you're scared to deal with or 
you know, you, you think that um, you can kind of like stuff it down and move on. But then there's also sometimes that red flag is being raised because your body is dealing with an infection or it's dealing with a vascular issue or it's dealing with something else physically. Or just a, you know, a trauma. A trauma. Exactly. So pain is there for us to be able to make a change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can't figure out what that change is, that's okay. That's why integrative physicians like us exist because it's, we're able to really decipher, okay, is your, you know, knee pain truly because of a knee injury or because you played soccer or, you know, you tore your ACL in the past, or is this actually associated with um, the fact that you might have strep in your knee? Because that's something we're going to talk about in our next episode. Um, or, you know, is there some type of fear that you're not willing to take that first step? So that's really the most fascinating thing about pain is it can be from so many different origins and you can truly resolve it and create sustainability with it being resolved if you know the root cause. Um, so step number one is really being able to figure out the root cause essentially. And don't think linear. And don't think linear, of course. Um, there was something that I was going to ask you that I felt like was really cool, and now I forgot what it was. <laughs> well, if, also, if anybody's interested in, like, kind of diving deeper into the emotional side of things, um, one of my favorite books that uh, John Martini uh, wrote is called The Breakthrough um, Experience. Experience. Mm-hmm. And that has a lot of awesome short stories, and it gives you some insight of how the Martini method actually works mm-hmm. um, and how it works. So it's always a uh, awesome Oh, I remember. Movie. Okay, tell me. So I'm actually curious. I don't personally know the answer to this. So I'm curious uh, when it comes to the this talk about the emotional side being tied to pain, what is your thoughts on fibromyalgia? <laughs> Lots of thoughts. Okay, so start with one. <laughs> um, the I mean, the easiest... Uh, way to put it and it's kind of weird um, like when you look at fibromyalgia uh, it's just the whole entire nervous system um, is crazy inflamed and when you look at it on like a more physical standpoint is that every single little thing causes the person excruciating pain and uh, when you look at uh, neurologically uh, there's certain nerves that pain tra- uh, travels through mm-hmm. and that can only be activated if there's a threshold of these receptor sites that it goes over and then that pretty much signals to the nerve that hey I'm in pain I'm going to go tell the brain that I'm in pain so we can change this because this sucks um, I don't want this stress on me and for most pain things it's oh I had a hammer I hit my thumb it goes up the signal that's honestly why it's like when you do hit your thumb you shake it because that same pathway has movement in it uh, proprioception body awareness and space so it's like when you shake your thumb Mm -hmm. that decreases the signal of the pain firing the tone of the brain that we're in pain Mm -hmm. but that's not happening to fibromyalgia because everything is literally on this threshold and I think foundationally um and I know actually the last seminar I was at with John Martini. Uh, he just um, put together this whole new seminar uh, that I haven't uh, gone to yet, um, but he was going to go over fibromyalgia, which I was interested in. And so I haven't heard his explanation of it yet. So this is just my personal explanation. Um, but I really believe it comes down to 
like a, almost like a detachment of oneself um, that the the person got to the point um, where they fully don't love themselves and it's kind of like the last um, major step in that ability to have a huge feedback mechanism to say I, I'm on fire like literally physically like I'm on mm-hmm. fire you this needs to take all of your attention and to go, come inward mm-hmm. to figure out like where this deep rooted issue comes from not loving yourself mm. and you and usually it honestly comes down to um, one single root cause that has many 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 links and attachments to it um, it's almost like when you uh, like because Lyme's very um, popular uh, Lyme disease Lyme disease is uh, it's always like really the analogy that uh, Borrelia itself doesn't unless it's neurological usually doesn't cause most people's symptoms Uh, it just drops the immune system and literally allows a party for all the other Mm -hmm. co-infections Babesia um, Bartonella like all the other infections that really cause a person's symptoms so a lot of times uh, with fibromyalgia there's one deep-rooted cause that's really disassociating the person with themselves but consciously they're going to like have all these other attachments and symptoms um, which is why they're feeling it everywhere but once you can get the person to realize the deep-rooted cause and then balance and see how that was just a much benefit and disservice. What is an example? Like, are you saying that they had maybe, um, you know, a relationship with a parent that was, you know, that maybe they had a lot of high expectations on them and they felt like they could never meet those expectations and now they're manifesting those same patterns in other parts of their lives? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes and no. I mean, that's a lot more simple. Um, but it's also understanding that it doesn't have to be a big traumatic event. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really just your perception of the event that matters. Um, and that's why it's like, you know, dealing with people like they could have something, quote unquote, how we'd perceive like this is just the worst thing ever. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, and it really didn't affect them as much. And you could have something, you know, a little more simple that a parent just didn't give them as much attention as what they thought they deserved. And that exponentially grew out of proportion perception. And now their nervous system is 100% on that flight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can be tons of different things. but it- Well, and those types of things really dictate our behaviors later on. You know, when you feel like maybe you didn't get attention from a parent, then these people tend to be more extroverts and they're like end up becoming comedians yeah. because then they're always constantly getting attention based off of, you know, their profession or the way that they act in social environments. So it kind of brings back to – a lot of the different things that we deal with end up shaping us later. Um, and we can sit there and, and hold on to the fact that we didn't feel like we got enough attention from a parent, but it was actually what projected us into our life path, which, you know, obviously can have a lot of benefits to it as well. Oh, 100%. So, it's like we're always trying to fulfill what we're, we find, what we perceive as missing into our life. Mm-hmm. So it's like once we, once we realized that nothing was actually missing, this was a perceived void, but it was actually the biggest gift that we've ever been given because it actually gave us what mm-hmm. we value most in our life. Yeah. yeah. And I know for me, it's like I was uh, the firstborn and I remember feeling like, you know, my parents didn't give me as, as much attention as my brother and sister. And they honestly, there wasn't a lot of um, 
gratification. Like if I did really good on a test, it was kind of like, oh, good. Yeah, great. Like there wasn't uh, a lot of those pats on the back. And it was interesting because I think that you know, when I reflect back on it, I was always like such a high achiever. And I think it was like in hopes that I was going to get that, you know, pat on the back one day. Mm-hmm. Didn't really happen. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, you know, I'm obviously very grateful for that because that allowed me to to do what I do today. Gave you drive. Um, but when you're, you know, you're a child, you don't see it that way. So I think that's really the beauty of being able to use the Demartini method, because I think that when when we all think about dealing with emotional layers, if that's tied to pain or not, it's a very uncomfortable step, you know, because we don't want to sit there and play the I feel sorry for myself or, you know, we don't want to sit there and necessarily talk about the traumas that we've been through. And, you know, the Demartini method is is foundationally so, so different um, of how it, it looks at the different events that we judge, resent or are holding on to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so definitely for those of you that are listening, check out our website so you can learn a little bit more about the Demartini method. And you can definitely hop on a strategy call with our team to also have them walk you through the process of um, how you can actually do that. And you can do it long distance, which is great because uh, Dr. Nick can do it via Zoom conference. So um, we thank you for being with us. Um, Dr. Nick, any closing statements? See the balance. Increase the awareness. (laughs) Love thyself. It heals. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for um, elaborating on this. I think it's really, really insightful. And uh, next episode, we're going to be talking more about my zone of excellence, which is pain that is tied to different types of internal things that are going on, everything from infections to immune system stress to organ dysfunction, et cetera. Um, So I think that between these two episodes, it should really allow you to understand why you may have not gotten results with your approach to pain at this point right on all right thanks guys 